Welcome to Whispers to a Bride, where we talk about the stuff no one else is talking about. We are going deep on the emotional aspects of getting married, the stress, drama, and turbulence that affects your own sense of identity and your closest relationships. We are talking about what it means to be a bride and how to navigate the sacred time with more grace and ease. I'm your host, Kara Gassabe. As a life coach and therapist, I'm going to be sharing super practical tips so that you can not only rise to the occasion of your wedding, but also your life. Hello, hello, and welcome back. I'm Kara, and today we are talking about The Art of Gathering. And this is a book and an author who I recently just came by her work. Um, Her name is Priya Parker, super fascinating woman. And her big thing is, right, coming out of COVID, we are gathering together again. And it's really having people notice what is missing from events? Why do we want to do events? What's really going on? And they're such an important, important part of our lives. And I think this is why I am so obsessed with weddings and why I care so much about this sort of moment in your arc of your lifetime, in the narrative of your family over time. Weddings are just the gatherings that like we orient so much around. There's such, you know, of all the gatherings you think of, there's holidays. I mean, and she goes into all types of gatherings from like an office party, a retirement party, but like her work really lends itself beautifully to weddings because weddings are such important gatherings. And she really sort of unearths and excavates sort of what's wrong with a lot of gatherings and what makes them sort of not that memorable or lackluster or just that kind of empty feeling. And it's often because people haven't really given a ton of thought to their purpose. And I really, really find this with so many people getting married that like the planning and all of the focus seems to be on like the format and the venue and the style and all of that. But it it sort of misses the real like purpose part. Now, again, it might seem, well, the purpose is so obvious, right? The why of a wedding is not that complicated. It's to get married and it's to celebrate getting married. But there can be more to that. That can mean so many different things to different people. And sort of the texture of that, the look, the feel, the vibe of that in your relationship, why do you want to, because we know you could always just go to the courthouse and get married. So but why do you want a wedding? Why do you want a big wedding? Why do you want a small wedding? She really talks about like who you have there is so important to really be thoughtful about. And again, that happens almost by default with our weddings these days because they are so expensive. The idea of the more the merrier always seems to be in the back of our minds. And then when we get to wedding planning, we are like, are you kidding me? Like each person costs so much money. And so that idea of the more the merrier gets challenged really, really quickly. But it's an important thing to think about, like, who are you going to include? But who are you not going to include on purpose? So that, you know, by not bringing coworkers into it, it preserves maybe the family feel or by bringing coworkers into it, it does what you want, which is expanding people's social network and 
having crossover and have your having your wedding be an important event in that way. There's just a lot of thought that could be put into how you bring people together. And as the host of the wedding, it's very important to step into that sense of authority that comes with being the host. That's one of her notes of advice and something that she sees lacking in a lot of gatherings that everyone's trying to be chill. Like, oh guys, everybody just come over, like we'll do whatever. And then that hands-off approach kind of leaves people uncomfortable. They're not sure like what they're supposed to do, how much they should lean in, what's expected of them. And so it can be a little bit awkward. And I think this hosting authority situation is really interesting in weddings because it can be very unclear, especially these days when maybe the couple's paying for some, parents are paying for some, like both parents' sides are paying. Like it can get really tricky in terms of like who really is hosting and so who is leading the charge on kind of setting the stage, setting the expectations, telling guests what they need to do, where they need to be, what they can expect. And so I think it's really important just to like get on the same page with your parents or whoever else is sort of hosting your event with you, even if it's just you and your spouse, get on the same page so that you really have a sense of like, what does it mean to be the host? What do you want to, what experience do you want your guests to have? Don't just be completely hands off and have people just show up. I think it's so important to think about it from the guest's perspective. And the more guidance and the more of a container that you create for their experience, the more the guests are going to show up with the energy that you are hoping for, right? When they know what to expect and they know what to do and they know where to be and they know what to wear and all of those things, it just helps everyone show up in the way that you were intending them for, um, intending them to show up. One of another piece of advice from Priya is to have rules around your gathering and how surprisingly liberating those can be. And I was just reminded, I was at my cousin's wedding this past weekend and on the invitation, it said, guests must wear black. And so it's kind of like scandalous at first. You're like, are you really telling me like I'm wearing black? And then also to a wedding, which is kind of counterintuitive. And so after you process like, oh my gosh, that feels, and you'll go through this, right? It's like, does that feel like tra- like dramatic and demanding and weird? But it's also like very cool. It was like, it felt really intriguing and interesting. And like, obviously this couple had really thought through their wedding and the aesthetic or whatever they were going for with this. And I was very curious about it because I had, you know, I've obviously been to weddings with dress codes and suggestions, but never like this kind of color scheme. And I'm telling you, I went and there were probably 150 people there or more and everybody wore black. Like everyone got the memo and more importantly, they respected it and they executed and it looked awesome. We were all sitting on these white benches, everybody wearing black, the bride comes in in white. Like I think they really achieved what they wanted to achieve. And it also gave us guests, like for me, it just made it a lot easier to find a dress because you're just narrowing it down. Most people have that color in their closet already. And then it was just like really fun to like comment on each other's dresses and what do we think about the wearing black and right? Like it was a very liberating experience, even though it was a constraint. And I've talked about the joy of constraint in wedding planning in other areas. And I just think this is just another fun way. So if there is like any fun little rule or thing that you want your guests to do, like think about incorporating that because it can be really fun and really interesting. The other thing is to really prime them well for what they can expect, welcome them, 
make them feel welcome, make them feel like they know what they can expect. A lot of people are doing that with their programs, with their menu cards, letting them know when the dance floor will be open and when the dessert bar will be out so that people have a sense when the cake cutting will be. So they're not kind of waiting around aimless, not sure of what will happen. It's also really in this, I'm thinking more for bridal showers. I think that this advice that she gives about how to think about planning gatherings, when you plan a baby shower, it's like everybody just thinks of like, bring the women together, play games, open gifts, leave. And it's like really that focusing just on the format can really leave so much beauty and connection left on the floor, right? Left on the cutting room floor because we weren't able to come in with a purpose and say each guest must bring their best piece of wedding advice. At this bridal shower, we will be doing a bridal blessing and you will be asked to light a candle or make a wish or, you know what I mean? Like adding back more specific purpose, connective elements is going to elevate your event, make it memorable, make it meaningful, make it special, make the people connect with each other in a really cool way that allows people to be their authentic selves and really show up and have a real human connection and a human experience, which is what so many people are looking for in this post-COVID era. They want to feel like they showed up, which I think for some people is harder than it used to be. For other people, they can't wait to get out there. But for the people that show up, you want them to feel like they can be themselves, they can connect, they can reveal a piece of themselves and have it met with other people who are interested in that. And I just think that's so important and we don't really know how to plan for it. And Priya's work really, really walks you through how to do this from having a dinner party to a wedding. Like I said, a bridal shower, a bachelorette party, that sometimes is really just stuck in like the matching t-shirts. And they're like Venmoing people to get a drink and like just like the booze cruise. Like we just, we focus on like checking the box of like, we're going to get drunk and we're going to have the straws and the whole thing. And it's like, but did we ever like get to sit and be like, look, we all just like want to hold hands and take a moment and like savor this last moment as a single woman and usher you into this new identity. And like, right, like it can be so small, but really as the hostess, that's planning some of these events that are marking such a big moment in a person's life, especially for women, being really thoughtful about how to incorporate these more human elements, not just the format of the stuff you'll have and all the tchotchkes you've ordered and the decor, but like, what are we going to do to like tell people how to be and how to show up and how to connect? So whether that's like bringing in ceremonies or rituals or fun little games, I think that stuff some people think is like cheesy. But actually, it's so helpful. Like, sit me at any gathering where I don't know people and like have an instruction to say, like, ask the person to your left about their favorite Christmas or something. Like, people do it. I was just at a like a church event where we like sat down and they had said, you have to ask this question to this person. And it's like, because it's a mandate, it's like so fun. You don't feel cheesy because it's not you doing it. You're just following the rules. And it opens the conversation floodgates. Amazing. I was also at a wedding recently where I didn't know anyone at the table and I just took it upon myself to like ask everybody like how they got there and who they were and then it got everything flowing and it's just, it's such a great, great thing. So the more you can help your guests start talking and connecting, the better it will be. So again, think about rituals and routines and ceremony and conversation starters for any event that you are planning. 
including your wedding. That's why those like cocktail napkins that have those little like fun facts about the couple are often so popular is because it's like doing just that. It's like giving you a prompt in order to connect with your guests about the couple, which is like a fun way to do it. Contests are another fun way to do it. And then the other thing that Priya suggests is that we have a good ending and that the event doesn't just fizzle, but that it ends really well. And I think with weddings, this can be, this used to be really like a big deal. There was a big wedding send-offs and then they kind of went out of favor. And now they seem to be kind of back in favor with all of these like sparkler send-offs and bubble send-offs and like saying goodbye to the bride and groom. I think there is something really, really just useful about creating that container about like, here's the beginning and the middle and the end. So we all know how to show up in all of those moments and we can leave with that really like nice sense of closure and, you know, final just wholeness to it. And, you know, closure is probably the best word for it. Um, It feels very finished. It feels done and elegant and put a bow on it with some kind of ending moment or ritual or symbol. So I know I went sort of quickly through a lot of the ideas and concepts in the book. I don't think you have to read the book. I just want you to think about the art of gathering because we often think about the science. I know my spreadsheet girlies out there are like, but it's the budget and it's the logistics and it's the seating charts and all of that is your science. And then there's the art, which is like, what can you build in to bring people really together so that they left your event feeling filled up, excited, proud, connected, overjoyed. And it creates that memory that you want them to have. That's why you brought them there. So do not forget the art when you're putting together your wedding. I hope that is really helpful. I am so excited. I cannot wait to keep this in mind for all of my events, um, including my daughter's birthday party that I am in the midst of planning. So if you need me to help you fill in the gaps with this or anything else that is going on, you know I'm here for you, karamarine.com. And if you can, quickly, quickly jump on that cell phone of yours and leave a rating and review. I would so appreciate that. It is how brides find us and we can bring more people into this little corner of podcast land where we are talking about the stuff that really matters. Until then, I am wishing you nothing but bridal bliss.